Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. We had a short week, but it was an interesting week. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been very interesting. interesting. And you know, I left here late today. I usually um, try to scoot out of here early on Friday so that I can get ready for this. I know you were still here when I left, I yeah, thought. I'd, what time did you leave? I left at like 4.30. Yeah, so I left, but you missed the excitement. What happened? Uh, so, you know how we had some rain that randomly started? Yeah, it was raining. I was sitting out in my car. Well, apparently it started pouring rain and lightning, and the power for the entire building, which has six stories on it, went out. So, You're kidding. <laughs> I've sat in the parking lot the whole time. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I had just left, too. So, then I heard, like, our generator wouldn't start. Luckily, oh. we have, like, the UPC or whatever it's called, the... Because we, we have a one radio station, we have we have seven radio stations out of this building, so we have to have a backup generator. So, so we have. I mean, the radio stations were down too. No, because we have UPCs or what, yeah. something like that, yeah. and it oh, ha- okay. it's like a little battery. It only lasts a certain amount of time, but that kept everything on air. But so they, it's like the backup backup. Yeah, uh, Jeff, uh, the Kiss program director, had to actually go up onto the roof and try to like get the generator to work in the rain. Uh, well, it's technically not like in. It's on the. It's like in the penthouse type thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but on the roof, and then, uh, and then one of our guys that works as a tech uh, was stuck in the elevator, which I heard oh about. Oh my gosh, that could have been me in the elevator. <laughs> and I heard uh, one of our salespeople was Snapchatting the entire process of the fire department trying to what a- get him out of the <laughs> elevator. <laughs> I think I kicked her ass. And it was me. Her and West. Just giggled the entire time. You're kidding. That is not a laughing matter, being stuck in the elevator. What if you had to pee? Then what do you do? I asked if he was okay, and I was told he was fine. He just wanted some water, (laughs) and they got him out. (laughs) Every time I get in the elevator, I think. Jeez, I hope I don't get stuck in the elevator because I have to pee. I always forget to go to the bathroom. It's going to happen to me one day because here's what I do, especially when I'm up here for on a weekend for mm-hmm. a Thunder game or something and a severe storm th- rolls through. Well, I like to be like not outside, but I want to be able to hear the rain, see the rain, feel the rain. You know, like yeah. I love the sound of thunder. You can't hear it on the sixth floor of this building. You need to go downstairs. So the, I wait. I literally sit there and watch the radar. And as soon as it gets close enough, I go get you in go the downstairs. elevator and I go downstairs. One day I'm going to get stuck in the damn elevator. <laughs> like, I swear. I can feel the rain from here. Get me out. So... That'll be fun. Your pee comment reminded me of something funny. What? It's not a work-related thing, though. Um, <clears throat> I'm an idiot, and I locked myself on my back porch a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Again? No, 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 no. Just, just the one time. Did I already talk about it? <laughs> I didn't know. And the first thing I thought was, well, I'm glad I peed first. <laughs> Yeah, because she does live on the second floor. Because and and the there balcony. isn't like you know, there's not stairs. Yeah. there's nothing to I was just leading to up. Her climbing down. Her <laughs> <laughs> now instead, I'm sitting on my porch going, "Hello, <laughs> hello." <laughs> Excuse 
I finally, one lady I waved at, I was like, hey. And she just looked at me and waved back and kept walking. I'm like, no. Finally, happens when you don't know your neighbor's body. You know, I was always paranoid about doing that when I lived at my apartment. But so our solution was to quit locking our back door. Like, (laughs) well, when you live on the third floor, second floor, nobody's going to climb in. in Well, you never know. Well, I don't know what they're going to steal from my. Well, I guess they could unlock the front. But anyways, I didn't really care that much. I was like, whatever. (laughs) I'd rather not get locked up. I did, and I I had to flag somebody down, and and he's like, I'm like, do you have a phone? Because <laughs> of course your her phone was in the house. Too. Yeah, because everything. Because what happened was I came home, and um because of the weather stripping and stuff on my door, sometimes they they don't close really tight and they pop open. Well, I guess it must have popped open mm-hmm. sometime during the day. My son must have gone out there because he has a hammock out there, mm-hmm. and so you know I I got home and everything and the. Back door was open, so I kind of, you know, opened it and looked because, you know, why wouldn't I look on my back porch just in case somebody's standing out yeah. there? <laughs> and and um, I went outside to look at his hammock, and I shut the door behind me. Well, I didn't even think about it. The door was locked and open. So oh, yeah. when I shut it, I shut the door behind yeah. me and locked myself out. That sucks. And I didn't have my keys. I didn't have my phone. I hadn't even changed out of my work clothes. The only thing she I couldn't did... couldn't have even called me if she wanted some help, and I could have come got yeah. her out. And I even that. took off <laughs> took off the screen for the kitchen window that's mm-hmm. right there, and I tried to open it, and I'm like, oh, of course I locked the window. I locked everything. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing worse than locking yourself out of your own house. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. I know that's not quite the same as, you know, getting stuck on an elevator because it was my own stupid fault, but... I'm glad I wasn't the one stuck on the elevator. However, I do remember locking myself, like me in like more Oklahoma when I lived there I was pretty little mm-hmm. like m- my entire family we got locked out of our house but there was a window open but it was like one of those weird windows above a toilet that are oh really high God. up so they opened it and then like shoved me as a six-year-old through it oh. and told me to go unlock the door like <laughs> so you, they taught you at an early age how to be a housebreaker <laughs> pretty much <laughs> well I mean it's always good to have my skills life of crime by Nicole <laughs> It all started when... I don't know why, but I just, like, randomly remembered that when you're telling me this story. I love telling stories like this because it does. It, like, sparks a memory that sparks a memory that sparks a Before you know it... And you know everybody's done it. Everybody has at one time locked themselves outside the house and, you know... Yes, I've done it. I in bad it. circumstances. Like, you know, you run out in a towel to go get your mail or something. I've never done that. And... Well, I'm usually pretty damn careful about that. I've never done it I'm either. I just about. saw it in a movie once. <laughs> so uh, my door that goes from my house to my garage, mm-hmm. it locks, like if you lock the thing, well, there's not a key for it, period. So then if you have all your other doors locked, yeah. you're screwed. So <laughs> I've never done this, like locked myself. But when my mom lived there before I started renting the house... Like, she did it constantly. So when I got there, there was, like, tape on this doorknob to make sure you couldn't, like, lock Do it. Do not lock this door. Don't so, what. Now she's, like, I took the tape off because I'm like, this is ugly and I'm not going to, it's stupid. So, <laughs> no, I've never done it before. Like, but every time I come over, my mom's like, you make sure you don't lock your She must have done it out. to herself. She did it, like, a million times. Like, uh, so did anybody uh, read anything exciting today? 
not today, and I don't know if it was exciting. It was one of those ones that really didn't care for the book, but I want to review it anyways because I actually read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. My friend actually, the, this is the one that I, I talked about a couple of weeks ago that uh, my friend from work who reads also, who's reading the um, other Bowling Girl right now. Yeah. And so you will now have that for your collection when I give them back to you. <laughs> well, thank you. I lent that out so many times. That's it's somebody has it. Like I can tell you that. And um, the book that she gave me, she didn't give me any indication whether or not she liked this book. So and it was one of those. Doesn't that make you nervous when somebody does that to you? Well, it's one of those things that I didn't know oh, how that makes to. Me Somebody goes, "Oh, here's a book." After I finished <laughs> it, and she asked me what I thought of it. I didn't know how to answer her because really didn't like it that much. But if she really likes it, I didn't want to hurt her feelings. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, well, like it's not the favorite book I've ever read. I and you she's can see like, her face right now. <laughs> and she's like, I didn't like it either. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't a terrible book. I will say it was not okay, terrible. Okay, so tell us what it is, and then maybe we can decide for ourselves. It is called Creepers by David Morrell. And what it is, it's about a group of like college professors or somebody who has something to do with a college in New York. They scope out old buildings that have been closed up for a long time. Oh, and, sort of like urban explorers? Yeah, they're urban explorers, exactly. Oh. And and then they, they break in and they have specific rules that they they don't they don't steal anything, they don't destroy anything, they don't leave anything behind. So like if they right. right. So there's this hotel that's been boarded up for a long time and they're going to explore this hotel Mm -hmm. but the person who owned this hotel was agoraphobic Mm -hmm. and he lived there for a long time after the hotel closed so because he's agoraphobic and he was afraid of other people getting in he had like instead of just like boarding up the windows he had metal shutters closing everything up so it was difficult to get in but they found a way to get in because they had researched the hotel, of course. Yeah. To explore. What was the name of the hotel? Did they say? Um, it's okay. They did, but I don't remember. Okay. It's the Paragon Paragon oh, okay. Hotel, and it's it's like on the boardwalk. Oh. So okay. in its time, it was extremely popular. Everyone loved it. They had, you know, big mob people uh-huh. who stayed there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounded like one of those huge, gorgeous, brilliant. Hotels that you see. The reason I ask is because hotels like that always capture my imagination. And there's a hotel like that in Weatherford, Oklahoma called, is it Weatherford or in, anyway, somewhere around there called the Baker Hotel. Mm -hmm. And it's so enormous that it dwarfs everything for miles around. And Mineral Wells. Mineral Wells, Texas, Mm -hmm. because it was a mineral Mm -hmm. spring or whatever. And this dude built this enormous hotel in the 1900s around this spa type thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely huge. And and it's been abandoned for years. And you can't help but just wonder about it. What's inside? I wanted to go in there so bad. So I totally get it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, me too. I mean, how cool would it be to explore an old elegant hotel that's been you know abandoned and it still has big it still had all of the furniture and everything in it oh wow 
and nobody had ever cleaned this up and it had a tax lien on it so they were fixing to demolish it so they decided to do it this specific weekend that they did it and they took this reporter with them who's you know i should put quote unquote a reporter because you find out later that he's a little bit more than just a reporter and like i said it started out real strong it had a good storyline i liked the idea of the book Mm -hmm. and then it just kind of too much stuff happened and it had too much like hero worship in it because this reporter like ends up being like everyone's like savior (laughs) and of course you know so it's like every action movie ever written hey at least the reporter like reporter is the hero because especially lately yes the press is so (laughs) against anyone in the media yeah i know the media really gets a black eye constantly Right. And we're we're good people over here. We're human, just like everybody else. Yes, honestly, nice us. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> well, I, I mean, and like I said, it wasn't a terrible book. There were parts of it that I really enjoyed, and you know, like the stories. Like they actually went into some of the backstories of some of the hotel guests who were regulars at this hotel in mm-hmm. its you know heyday, mm-hmm. and that was interesting because it was a little bit like of a flashback, and you got a little bit of the glory of the hotel. While it was, you know, you could just imagine it. I don't know. Or maybe it's just me because I love old buildings like that. But it's just, like I said, it was too much hero worship on this one person. And then too much weird stuff happened because, you know, they had one thing happened that they were attacked from some people. Mm Mm-hmm. And then something else happened that was not related to anything else that they attacked people. Sheesh. And so it was just, it was a little too much. Yeah. Mm. At least from, yeah. for me, I it was um, a little unbelievable. Contrived, perhaps? Yeah, I couldn't suspend my disbelief. Very good, yes. Enough. Yeah. And me and Stacy were actually talking about this book when, you know, after... I found out she didn't like it either. After she dumped it on you. <laughs> well, I mean, she, th- she felt the same way I did. That <laughs> she, she wasn't sure. Like the way that it started and it went downhill for her. Yeah. Also. And I told her, I said, well, I said, maybe it's just because we couldn't, we're too logical. It didn't, it didn't seem like something that could actually happen. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily true, though, because that part of it doesn't seem to bother you with every book you read. Yeah, but the chain of maybe it's just the way the chain of events unfolded that. Well, it's the chain of events and some very specific things in the book that could never happen. Oh, okay. And I mean, I'm good because I I read sci-fi sometimes, and some of the yeah, that's what I was going to say. The other stuff that I read, I know it's not true, but in my mind, it's logically possible that in another realm, this might actually happen. So it was just kind of one of those books for me. So it wasn't like realistic at all. So it did like, well, okay. What it I was mean, supposed it wasn't paranormal. Was it paranormal? No. Was it? Mm-mm. I don't know. Is there another? all the monsters in it were human monsters? Maybe, okay. Maybe it should have been. So it paranormal. was more. Realistic. Maybe it would have been more interesting if it had been paranormal. Right, I don't know. and that's what Stacy thought. Oh. She said, you know, I kind well, of thought that maybe paranormal. Hotel, you're thinking maybe, <laughs> you know, but it turned out to be more of a Scooby Doo than a Spooky Doo, huh? The uh, yeah. 
paranormal anything like to me is really boring because I don't really? believe in it. And yeah. so it's like, yeah. Eh. And the ultimate bad guy at the end, his story, his back line, backstory, yeah. backstory was interesting. And I like how they came up with the bad guy. Mm hmm. So it's kind of like parts of the story I liked and parts of the story I didn't. Yeah, that's fair enough. And it other happens. people might like it. Like I said, it's interesting. They explore this old grand hotel and then, you know, they have some people who attack them and they're after, they want to find valuables that have been left in this hotel. Then somebody different attacks them. So there's a lot of action. Some people yeah. might really like it, but. Not me. No action. I didn't really. It does make me want to write that story about the Baker Hotel, though. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But I think I'd have to put some ghosts in it just for a little flavor. Yeah. Not a ghost well, you person. you gotta have a haunted hotel. Mm-hmm. Everybody know, thinks ghost ghosts person. are so scary, and then I go watch this stuff or read yeah. stuff, and ghosts I'm like, really These aren't are that not scary, scary, unless you. They're not scary, <laughs> but they they're they make you. I, I don't know. They make you tense. I don't know. We could. There are different kinds of ghost stories. They raise your adrenaline. Adrenaline. Most of the ghost stories that you see in movies, I find ridiculous. Yeah. But there definitely are hair on the back of your neck raising things that happen that might be considered paranormal. That if you, I, mean, I don't know, there's just something about the feeling of certain places or certain situations that just give you the all bloody creeps. Mm -hmm. That's what I'd like to write about. If you f could find a way to put your finger on that. Yeah. That I can see. Yeah. But I don't, yeah. Um, anyways. But as for ghosts floating through the air. <laughs> no. All right, Vani, what would you rate your book? I don't know. I'm not very good at rating stuff. You don't have to, um, just honest. Premise, it, it gets high marks for premise because you like the idea of it and mm -hmm. you liked some of the, some of the high points, right? So mm -hmm. you, you give it high marks for that, but. But low marks for a few things. So, and I actually did finish it. So, what, like three? Three's good. Yeah, that's Maybe okay. Three. I give a lot of books I like. I like a little bit more than what you sound like you enjoyed that. I I give those three. So I don't know. Hmm. I was well, expecting see, I you to say like high. two. I always honestly, rate high. Hmm. if it was a two, I probably wouldn't have read it. A I, three I is one low. of those ones that. Yeah, I'm kind of a kind of a, a rating whore. I like to rate high. <laughs> I do low. I rate high. I do low, not because I'm trying to be mean to like you, you know want those to be authors, fair. or not even fairness. Because for those books that are a ten instead of a five, I want it to mean something when I actually give them oh. a five. See, I don't give yeah, a five very true. often. I'll give a four, quite often. I give threes a lot. You know, I'm just easily pleased. There's a lot of books that I'm like, what do you mean you didn't like that? I thought that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this book, though, you know, to tell you, with a three, three is kind of on the border of if I keep At reading it. At least you it. finished it, yeah. And I mean, there, was, there was a part in the middle when that I started reading that if Stacy wasn't wanting my opinion on this book, I probably would have not have finished it. <laughs> I have to say, I do give a lot of fives. I'm looking at my little journal here, my little book journal. But again, that was Creepers by David Morrell. 
I kind of want to read it. My Creepers book? Yeah. I can ask her if you... I mean, it's an extremely short read. Yeah, well, I can always look on... Oh, okay. If you can't find it and you want the actual... It does sound like a cool premise. I Just that whole idea of that big... I mean, the backstory of the Baker Hotel is... I'll have to tell you guys about it sometime. Wait. Did you hear that? I think... Did we just have an earthquake? Uh, I think... Uh, maybe... I don't know if that was an earthquake or a generator. Oh. We had two earthquakes in Tuttle this week. I know. My mom started texting me last night at like... 11.30. Yeah, 11.30 at night. She's like, I think we just had a ho- <laughs> an earthquake. <laughs> Ron gave me shit. You know why? Huh? Because I woke up and I said, earthquake. And he came in the bedroom and he said, what'd you say? And I said, volcano. Because <laughs> I was asleep. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so then he didn't believe me that we had an earthquake, and we really did. Damn it. Okay, no. And then this morning, of course, I forgot about it. <laughs> this morning, this morning, Ron said, so, volcano? And I went, oh. <laughs> Stop it. We really did have an earthquake. I felt the bed move. And then I said, well, now I'm going to have to go ask somebody else if we really had an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> that was some kind of a weird dream. That's definitely our generator, because now if you listen, you can hear it. Yeah, I can hear it. Well, why is it on? Uh, probably to heat up in case we lose power. Like, it should have, because it, oh. it wasn't working earlier. Wow. Anyways, sorry. That scared me. It's okay. I've been up here during an earthquake before, and it's not very fun. When I was yeah. up here one day, this microphone... I know what that means. This microphone, I was standing here, I was live on the air, doing mm-hmm. a break, and the microphone went like this. Wow. That's how strong I was. That was the five point whatever it the was. The big one that we had? Yeah, it was during the day, it was while I was on the air. <laughs> and I went, oh my gosh, we're having an earthquake right now. <laughs> my microphone's moving. Please tell me you have that saved somewhere. <laughs> I think I do. Yeah. I just don't know where. That's pretty funny. Well, for the record, I am reading a 4.5 rated book. Ooh, Nicole's 4.5s are better. My, what are you and mine are better? Hey. Well, we just talked about this. You what don't you get 4.5s very often. Well, hey, the only reason I'm reading it's this is because of Bonnie. It's a ratings curve. <laughs> Your curve is different. I tend to give high ratings. Well, I must have given it a high one because she said she's reading it because of me. So, so neener, neener. Hey, what book did I talk about last week? Uh, what did you talk about last week? What did she talk about last week? Did I do Red Dragon last week? No, I didn't do that. I would have done something No, she else. did Red Dragon No, you were last still reading. No, it was a couple weeks ago that I did Red Dragon. Well, regardless, I was just trying to remember. This week, I, <laughs> I read uh, Silence of the Lambs. Wait, is it Lamb or Lamb? Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Okay. Silence of the Lambs because I, I, I had finished the Red Dragon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I really like it. See, it's now we started book, a huh? chain. This is I really know. cool. I'm going to finish this whole series, so I'm going to end up talking about all of these. But so you're, now you're going to have to read Hannibal. Yeah, um, I, I'm planning on reading the whole thing. Hannibal right. was really disturbing. Just so you know, I have Hannibal <laughs> saved on my library thing. Ron didn't like it, and he liked the first two. Mm. Ron's my husband, by the way. See, I'm, he's the one that suggested the Red Dragon to me to begin with. I like the Red Dragon yeah. more than I thought I would. Yeah, I'm fascinated with anything to do with serial killers, but not just. Like 
their crimes. That's not even kind of what I care about. It's interesting to see like the psychology of like why they are the way they are. Yeah. And that's what makes these books so interesting. It's You're right. it goes because way into the psychology. Yes, it goes so much. And so. Right. And it's such an intricate puzzle. Yeah. And then like all the connection. Well, I mean, obviously it's a series. Mm-hmm. But right. so the Red Dragon, Vonnie already talked about, which goes into what's his face? Uh, tooth fairy? Graham. The tooth. Yeah, Graham. Will Graham. Uh, and... Graham, who was a detective and right. then. Uh, Lecter kind of destroyed him. The Tooth Fairy. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the and Tooth then, Fairy was the bad guy. Yeah. So Silence of the Lambs picks up after uh, the Red Dragon, and there's a girl who's uh, training at Quantico, and uh, she gets kind of recruited to s- start searching for this new serial killer. Wait, Thomas Harris is the author. Yes, Thomas Harris okay. is the okay. author. And so... Uh, they end up throwing her in into like talking to Lecter and she's like very into it like she goes in and does it and she's pretty good at it and he actually talks to her because apparently he hasn't talked to anybody in a very long period of time and Lecter um, he he was just kind of a background character in the Red Dragon yeah he was he was just sort of Way background, and they, they talked a him. lot about him and how, like, how horrible his crimes are, right. and that nobody, he, nobody's crimes can match Hannibal's, and right. that but he's they the never, worst. They never went into specifics about it, or very little. Specifics. They, yeah, they talked about a couple of things, but yeah, they didn't describe yeah. his crimes in great detail or anything. Mm-hmm. So then, in Silence of the Lambs, you start hearing a little bit more about kind of what Lecter did. Plus, there is, uh, wait, go ahead. Hey, did you need something? No, I was just making the rounds, checking all the stations, because okay. I didn't know who was in the building yeah. or not. We're just making sure. Josh is going to, Josh bought a book. I bought a book. What book are you going to read? It's called The Tao of Wu. <laughs> I think <laughs> biography or a... It's an autobiography, autobiography of the founding member of the Wu-Tang Clan. His oh, name yeah. is The Wizard. Uh, are you going to come talk about it on this podcast? I will talk about it on this podcast. <laughs> See? This is the preview for that. By the way, we're recording right now. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Soon to come. Yes, it's another. It's yet another Josh. We have six Joshes that work for this cluster, so it's a lot of Josh. Yeah, it's a lot of Joshes. Figured out all of your names, by the way. That's cool. I think he knows you. Yeah, he knows me. And he hasn't really figured out anybody else yet. Yeah, he knows me by face, not by name. <laughs> well, because you're a Josh. What exactly. the hell are we supposed to call you? Well, I mean, you just call everybody Josh. Well, apparently hey, Josh, Josh. I was looking at porn. How you doing, Josh? <laughs> yeah. Was no, he wasn't really. What? Uh, he got a virus on his computer. Who did? Josh Ray. But it was like popped up with this porn website today. <laughs> and he was like massively like embarrassed. And he was like, I swear to God, I was not looking at this. He probably wasn't. No, he, he wasn't. He doesn't strike me as the type. No, he was looking at a website on how to fix his car. And all of a sudden this pops up. <laughs> but he had to go get our like IT person and get it taken off. And, and then the IT person was trying to tell me who it was. And he was like... I, it was a Josh, but I don't know which Josh. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> I was like, Josh, Josh. the email. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. But. That's horrible. I always just close the window. <laughs> I think now we virus. know which Josh did it. Yeah. Close window, close window, close window. That's why he goes to other people's computers, that's just right, in case. That's right, you caught me. So I don't know what you're talking about. You I haven't been over here in this Josh, part of the you're building. logged in on eight computers today. <laughs> that was a 
long day. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'll let y'all get back to y'all's thing. I'm sorry Kay. I interrupted. That's no okay. See ya. Bye. Bye. I think I need to write a book called Too Many Joshes. <laughs> okay, so go back to uh, Silence of the Lambs. You were talking about Hannibal. Um, Hannibal. See, one of the things I liked about Hannibal's character is that he was just, he's so smart. Yes. I, I mean, you get such a But not in like a, look. he doesn't sit, I mean, everybody knows he's smart, and he knows he's smart, and he kind of does tell you, but at the same time, it's not some weird. But he's smart, and he it's plays It's in this with weird people. way. He plays, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. It's not, it, it's not the usual, he's, he's so unusual. The ultimate sociopath. Oh, definitely, mm-hmm. like oh, the ultimate. If ultimate. you define sociopath like psycho to the extreme, and so, but yeah, so okay, so in this book, you're having two stories: the one with Elector and Clarice, who is the detective, and then you've got the other like story because they're trying to catch this other killer. Which is does why he have go, a name in this? Um, the uh, he they does call him Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so then, which is hilarious. One of the victims that gets kidnapped in this by the by Buffalo Bill is like a senator's daughter, and then so Lecter had okay. So in the book, it, and this is not giving anything away. Uh, he knows who the killer is because Lecter does right. He was yes Hector, because or, uh, Lecter no Hector, Lecter Hannibal sorry yeah he uh yeah so he knows who the killer is because he was their shrink pretty much right because uh, Hannibal Lecter was a psychologist yeah. a psychiatrist. Before he went crazy. Before he started killing people. While himself. he was killing people. Yeah, while, yeah. yeah. while he was killing and people. And so he knows who this guy is because this guy told him he was doing it. So Hannibal's known this all, all along. Well, so the the senator tries to get Hannibal to tell them who this guy is. And he tells them Billy Rubin. Or, yeah, Billy Rubin. Billy Rubin. So they call him William Rubin. And the police are searching for this guy. And I knew this as soon as I was reading this, but Billy Rubin is something like it's the chemical the that, yeah, comes out of mm-hmm. your, your, well, it's, yeah, out of your liver. It's like that green stuff. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and then, then they, they mentioned, so yeah, anyways. And, he, and Hannibal has a fondness for eat, the eating of livers. I yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I, he's Hannibal the cannibal. I'm like, mm-hmm. how did they not fi- figure some of this stuff out? But anyways. It's like super interesting to read. It's fun, kind of, except, and it's creepy. Like, it actually, you're kind of scared. Uh, like, as an example, they talk about, like, the entire first half of the book, they're talking about the security precautions they use just to talk to Lecter at the the mental facility he was at. Well, then when he gets switched, like, you're sitting there terrified because you know something's going to happen. Because you know, because they tra- they transfer him because they promise him they're going to transfer him to a different facility because he's agreed to help find this killer. Yeah. And he that's when he tells them Billy Rubin, by the way, which really. Yeah. <laughs> but it's hilarious. And it's, it's hilarious, hilarious. That, the, that the FBI agents and everybody involved didn't get it. You'd be surprised. At how dense people can yeah. be. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so the enti- entire novel is pretty interesting. Hannibal's char- character is fascinating. And then Agreed. you've got uh, the detective, what's his face? And his wife is dying at the time. And then you've got Clarice, who's trying to get through her schooling and then catch this killer. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know. 
It's really good. And I always thought Silence of the Lambs was a freaking like alien, like like uh, Children of the Corn. Really? Like I literally thought you they were the you same never saw thing. The movie or anything? No, I've never seen the movie. Oh, wow. So when I finish all of the books, me and Travis are going to go watch all of the movies because there's even a Red Dragon movie. Yep. And you know what? Mm. What I would suggest to you is I would suggest that since you haven't seen any of those, that you should watch the series Hannibal first mm-hmm. because it's about Hannibal Lecter when he's a practicing psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And his interactions with Will Graham during that time. So mm. you get, from the very beginning, you get to watch Hannibal and you get to watch him get caught. Mm-hmm. And then you can move on to the Red Dragon, which would be the second one. But I do think it's <clears throat> interesting to read them out of order. Like, Well, I mean, well, it's not I mean, out of you, order. Obviously, you have to in this case because Hannibal comes after the first two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's so it's very interesting. So is Red Dragon supposed to come after the actual movie, um, or do they? It doesn't. No, are they even the same thing? What do you mean? The I movies? think the series like goes backwards. I think Red it does Dragon go backwards. Red Dragon is is the latest one in a, in the time frame, no. isn't it? No, 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 no. Well, it's no. in the time frame, but it's the first no. book. It's the first. Well, I know it's the first book, but I think it takes place after Science of the no, Lamb. Doesn't it? Doesn't. It, it takes place it first. before. No, it takes. Oh, okay. Well, second, not first, but. Sec- well, yeah. second. How in, many are there? Three the, or four books. There's anyways. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Red Dragon would be second. Hannibal, timeline wise, it's Hannibal. It's Hannibal, Red Dragon, Silence of the Lamb. Man, I thought there were four, and I was really oh, excited well, about yeah, there I being that, four, okay. and only one left. You just weren't my Christmas. Sorry, <laughs> man. But anyway, I tell you what, it is really so incredibly well written. But a lot of people know it really well because they've done so much with it movie wise. Yeah. And, but it really is worth a read because there's a lot of a lot of uh, subtleties in the book that you aren't going to see in the movie. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Funny story. I was reading like Goodreads and somebody was talk, talking trash on what's his name? Thomas Harris. Thomas Harris is writing. What? I was like, his writing's Why? not bad at all. It's normal. Good. It's like it's Thomas above Harris average. Is good. Mm-hmm. It's not poetry. Well, but no. it's not bad. Like literally, somebody rated him like two point five, and they were like, "His writing is awful, but the story's good." I was what? like, "What?" Yeah. Anyways, anyways, I give it a four point five because Woo. it's very entertaining to me, and I can't stop reading it. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> See, if it was entertaining to me and and I couldn't stop reading it, I would give it a five. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so we're both horse. I'm I giving it a 4.5 because of the Billy Rubin and the detectives not getting that. I know. That's <laughs> hilarious. I love that part. <clears throat> I'm just kidding, by the way, on that. <laughs> like, it's not... Well, it's not funny, but I, I mean, you know, to tell you the truth, I didn't. I mean, I read it and I was kind of, I, I kind of did one of those little like. Huh, you have a bigger insight things. into that kind of things than most people do, though. That yeah. maybe. But. Here's another thing. I'm not giving it a five because it's still not the goldfinch. True. I have pretty high standards, right? Right? Have, no. You know what? <laughs> I think I that... No that, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. I think that you become pickier over time. Bonnie and I were discussing this the other night at the library. How <clears throat> this the books that we absolutely loved when we were younger... You know, we build these up in our minds and then we go back to read them later 
And they're not as good. And they're not as good. And yeah. we're like, oh my God. I, I think you ma- the more you read, the more you mature as a exactly. reader. Exactly. And so you it's a little different for you because First time you've been shown it. some books that were superior early on in your life. Mm-hmm. So your whole reading career is going to be different than ours was. Yeah. You know, if you start out like, you know, with Twilight and... <laughs> we always have to do that. Bonnie's like... I know. She self-deprecates when it comes to Twilight because... But I still like Twilight. I'm sorry. I do. <laughs> okay. In like two years, you need to go back and read it and let us know what well, you Well, you know, when I when I um, <coughs> talked about the host, I actually did go back and read the host before I talked about it. Mm-hmm. And it was one of my favorites. And I read it right after I read the Twilight books. And when I read it again, you know, what, 10 years later before I talked about it, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, I kind of see why Martha trashes this book well, so much. And here's the other thing. I'm still not going to say I don't like it. The host was written way after the Twilight books, you know. And yeah, so the writing, writing style hasn't changed. It got a little bit better. Like, I, because I read. read The Chemist? No, it's not very good <laughs> no what 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 i'm saying I, like i'm saying it got a like a little minutely better so i'm telling you how bad yeah like the twilight like so because she did get a little but yeah. anyways there is psychology at why people ah, Whoa, she's mad at me boy it's starting to get vicious over there they're shooting at each other i mean talking about my twilight will, man just kidding <laughs> i gotta have my guilty well you know pleasures. kelly nearly got her because she was talking about talking. last week because she was dissing J.R.R. Tolkien. Ugh. Yeah. She nearly got her little. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing we didn't have the guns in the room that day. Yeah. Because she would have had some bruises on her. <laughs> but Nicole's everyone's shaking allowed. her head and trying to keep her mouth shut because she's going to say something mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just us. It's okay. We're recording. And everyone else who listens to the podcast. I know. I know. I'm just teasing. We love Kelly. Even if she's wrong. <laughs> you have to be careful what you say when other people can hear you. I you heard my story about work. Don't you point that thing at me. I didn't have my finger on the trigger. It's all good. I wish she I had as much energy as Kelly did. She has a lot of energy. That's for sure. I feel like my house would be very clean. Yeah, like, <laughs> maybe I need to invite her over so she can clean my house. Yeah, she's she reminds me of a real of a, of a Tasmanian devil. Oh she my god, she really does. She's like, <laughs> my yeah. sister used to have an aide that worked for her because you know we've talked before that she's in a wheelchair. She has, used to have this aide, and that's how she came and worked for her. She, I mean, she was supposed to work for like two hours, but she'd get everything done in like. 45 minutes and be out the door and that's what she did she came in and she's just like all over the place getting everything done in and then out the door again and then you're just kind of looking around like whoa what just (laughs) happened up in here (laughs) i don't understand hey there you can never clean a house as fast as you can when you find out your in-laws are coming over oh yeah well (laughs) the other night the other night i come home and sitting outside was that during the podcast last week? Hmm. When did we do the podcast last week? Was that week? your like your your brother or something? No, that was the week before. No. And I've had company every freaking week for like forever. So I come home the other night and there's a weird car in the driveway. So I'm like, okay. 
and I walk in the house, and there's nobody in the house, but we have a bar out back on our on our patio, and I can see the lights on out there. I'm like, okay. So I walk out there, and there's this guy out there, and it's the guy that my husband worked with years ago who just showed up at the house. <laughs> I go back in the house, and I look, and my house looks like someone robbed us. I mean, it's just <laughs> like, because what happened is on, on Monday, we went, it was Tuesday. No, it was Wednesday night after the library. Mm-hmm. Because on Monday, we went over to the neighbor's house and swam in their pool and drank too many margaritas and got really <laughs> drunk. And I was hung over for two days. So there was dishes everywhere. We didn't clean up anything. I mean, it was a huge mess in there. It sounds like my house. <laughs> so, so they're sitting out on the patio and I am running around trying to pick things up, trying to wash dishes and everything. Because I'm thinking... Oh my God, they're drinking beer. He's going to have to go to the bathroom pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. So they stayed, he stayed quite a while too. They, he was still there when I went to bed. Wow. Yeah. Guys, I have a new baby cousin. Aww. I just got an email with his picture. Such a cute baby. Aww. And everybody knows exactly what that baby looks like because all babies pretty much look, look the, the same. same. Yep. Yeah. I, I love my son, and I think he's gorgeous now, but when he was first born, he looked like an old man. <laughs> well, because he was so skinny. He was so little, and yeah, he was mine so looked long. looked like a monkey. Yeah. That, and when he, like, cried, he, like, had wrinkles in his forehead. He looked oh. like an old man. My phone has, like, options for me to reply that say, so cute, congratulations, or wow. Yeah. What kind of a phone do you have? Gmail. Like, it's on Gmail. Look, really? literally, it says, like... Reply all, and then you can write congratulate. I don't know what's going on. Wow, must be some kind of upgrade we didn't get. It's way too smart these days. I don't days. know. You know the predicted text? Yeah. Like like sometimes when I'll be texting, and and I'll look down on my predicted text, and it knows the next word I'm gonna type. Oh yeah, <laughs> does kind mine of does that too. Bit? Sometimes you I know can. What? Mine will fill in addresses for me too. Like will it? Like wow. I'll be telling somebody where their remote is, and they'll be like, "What's the address?" And I'll be like. Jackie Cooper is that and it'll like fill it in for me wow <laughs> amazing wow. okay is. I gotta give my book in here sorry oh, okay sorry your turn okay so um we're just a bunch of chatty cats since we're gonna today. talk since you guys um talked about serial killers that isn't really the reason reason why I'm doing this when I was gonna do it anyway <laughs> <laughs> um I've talked about Joe Nesbo before, but with the lead character, Harry Hole. Mm-hmm. Told you about yes. him. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, I don't know how many are in the series. There's a lot. But I really like him. I really just, because he's just one of those very flawed characters. Mm-hmm. He's an alcoholic. So he's constantly right on the edge of falling off the wagon, you mm-hmm. know, and he's, 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 nothing ever goes right for him. So this this book starts out as called The Thirst by mm-hmm. Joe Nesbo. And I think it's Joe Nesba, actually. And his name's supposed to be pronounced Harry Hula because he's <laughs> Norwegian or something like that. I like but, Harry Hole better. Harry Hole is the way that the announcer does it for the us Americans because mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, um I think this is number five or something. It's it's the latest in the series. And Harry is actually married mm-hmm. and happy, which are two very unusual things mm-hmm. for him. And he is a lecturer, I believe. He uh, hasn't 
he's not with the cops currently. But, of course, he gets called back in for this special case that's like a serial killer because they discover this, um, this dead body who has been bitten, but the bite marks, they can tell that the teeth are metal by the residue that's left in the bite marks. So the serial killer is this killer that has metal teeth. Wasn't that a, a, a Bond villain? Yeah, there was a that, Bond villain that had metal teeth, but this is like metal dentures. Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. they're pointy teeth. Like the Tooth Fairy from Red Dragon. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it does have some similarities, yes. And there there is a psychologist who is in the book as well. Does he eat people? No, he doesn't eat them. <laughs> But he's, I mean, he's, just, he's working with the cops. This psych, He calls himself a vampirologist or something. Yeah. Because he studies people who drink blood and he writes books and does lectures and all this stuff about. So he's a part of the investigation and they're chasing after all of these different suspects. But I liked it, even though it's very predictable. Mm-hmm. I figured out what was going to happen. But you like the character? But I like I like the characters and I liked the fact that the story kept me interested and kept me going the whole time. Even though I figured it out, (laughs) I would still give it a fairly high mark Mm -hmm. because I read it really fast and it was it was entertaining. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes with books like that, that there's um, a whole series with the same that sometimes you don't give a book that that's a little bit below your rating line, a little bit of a higher mark because you like the whole series. And because you like the character. Right. Well, right, because you get to like the character from, right. from the other books. going on in the character's life, you know, mm-hmm. his, his wife. And it never says anything about whether his wife was poisoned by that guy. But she's in a coma through the first part of this. It's like everything's going good for him and all of a sudden, bam, there goes his wife into a coma. And I think that she got poisoned by this dude. But they never mentioned, I don't, they didn't wrap that up. They didn't, that mm-hmm. wasn't part of, Yeah. or at least maybe, maybe I fell asleep during that part. Because <laughs> sometimes I'll like fall asleep on my couch and stuff when I'm reading. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> but um, I'm pretty sure that didn't get wrapped up. But I was thinking the whole time because she just spontaneously recovered. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I did think it was weird. Um, so you're right. I probably did give it a lot more leeway because I liked the characters and because I was invested. Mm-hmm. But the story itself was pretty twisty. He did a good, there was a good job done of weaving it together, even though I figured it out. Yeah. Um, can't believe you're reading it that high when you figured it out. I know, and you always say... I know. The worst thing ever is to figure it out before the end. That's why I said well, you're you, giving it a higher uh, mark ru- because yeah. you like the series you're, and you like the character. You're absolutely right. I really should not give it a very high no, rating. No, give it a high rating. Just like That should tell you how much... Like, you have to be connected to your characters regardless That's of very true. the plot. And that has you a can lot have to a, do with whether or not you like the book. Yeah, That's you can have true. a plot that... You don't figure out and hate the characters. True. So. And then hate the book. But I did yeah. like the book because 
you know, it kept me going yeah. the whole time. Plus, it had a lot of, um, it had suspense, but the good kind of suspense. I really thought <coughs> Harry was going to die. I really mm-hmm. thought he was going to die. Not just thought he was going to die. I really thought he was going to die. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's the other reason that I liked it. Because I was thinking the whole time in the back of my mind, oh my God, she's going to kill him off. I can't believe it. She's going to kill Harry Hole. <laughs> <laughs> or he, she. I don't know whether Joe Nesma is a man or a woman because I didn't look it up, but. I should look it up. I think it might be a man. I think it's supposed to be a man. Because remember, we talked about that one time when I was trying to do the audiobook. Oh, yeah. And the main character is a guy, but they were there was a, a female reading the book. Yeah, and right. it was confusing. I just couldn't get yeah. past that. And I, I want to do another very quick review because it was another really quick read. But it was really fascinating. Um, it was called The Long Drop by Denise Mina. And it was about, it was almost like a true true crime story from the 1950s. Mm-hmm. But it took place in Scotland. And it was neat because um, it follows this trial of this criminal. And you see a lot of the cultural things that are going on during that time. And you, you just felt like you were there. Yeah. Thing, little details like they talk about um, the wife has to go outside to go to the bathroom because there's like a an outside bathroom and it's really freezing cold. <laughs> and just little teeny details about the way their, the, their lives and uh, the intricacies of their culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the long drop refers to the hanging process. Because so they hang somebody. Yeah, in Scotland. Oh, in, in, oh, the, in the 1950s. In the 1950s. Okay. And I think they stopped doing it right after this yeah. case takes place. But it was a fascinating short read about that time period and about this criminal and his. I mean, the guy is just—he's a flagrant liar. <laughs> he sits in court and just lies his ass off, and he represents himself so it's just highly entertaining to sit there and listen to the way he is the way he makes shit up it's yeah it was very fun and a very short read so and that was uh the long drop by denise mina so some quickies for you there well they were quickies for me but it might not be for you but all right so i researched that book you were telling me or you showed me earlier oh yeah i was gonna mention that go ahead well, you can mention it because you got the reading material well, I was in front just, of you. I had uh, printed out a, an article that I found on Facebook on BookBub, BookBub.com blog. Are you going to put that on our Christina Facebook page? Wright. Yeah, I'll, I'll share it on our Facebook page. But it's got 16 psychological thrillers coming out this summer. And on the front page is the new Paula Hawkins novel, The uh, Why Girl does she on the s- Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, writer and I've had this on hold forever, and I am next on the list for it. What's that one called? Into the Water. Yeah. So I'm going to be reading that obviously because it's out next. But then on the second page is the one that Nicole just referred to, and I knew I recognized that name. Yeah, I saw. I knew I recognized Dot Hutchinson, and then I was like, but I couldn't, could not place it. And then you told me 
Go ahead. It's the same writer <laughs> of the Butterfly Garden that we both read. Oh, okay. And oh, did you a... read the Butterfly Garden? Yeah, I read it right after you did. I forgot. Yeah. So yeah, it's called The Roses of May, and that is out now. And there's a bunch of other um, books on here that really look good. I'm on hold for The Child by Fiona Barton. That's another one. Um, what else? Persons Unknown, Final Girls. Just a bunch of really stuff that looks really good for beach reads because, you know, I love those mm-hmm. thriller beach reads. I don't get romance crap. I want some thrillers. Guys, Did you see um, that Kelly posted something that um, Tolkien has a book about? Oh, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, his, he, they found like this book, I guess it was Tolkien's notes, and I think his son wrote a book out of it. Yeah. So they're publishing it under Tolkien's name. Well, basically, the the story of Baron and Luthien is in you know he wrote part of it in the Lord of the Rings. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. it's basically a love story. So that that didn't surprise me very much that they put that out. Mm-hmm. They're going to make as much money off of Tolkien's of legacy. They are. It was interesting though to read the comments that because because Kelly tagged us in it. She did, yeah. Because and we I were... read all of the comments that everybody made on that. On that post. What were they saying? I didn't read them. Well, some of them were great. One of them didn't like Token, mm. which was hard to read. And another <laughs> one was, you know, said something about, you know, immortals and mortals love romance, blah, blah, blah. And then the next person said, um, elves aren't immortal. They can die by uh, what? War or a broken heart or something. Because you can kill Yeah, them. you can you kill You can them. kill an elf. Yeah. So. And it, it they was just, just live a really super long time. Right. But it was funny to, you know, read the comments of the people who don't like Tolkien compared to the people who do like Tolkien going back and forth at each other. Kind of reminded me of our podcast last week. <laughs> <laughs> Where we almost beat Kelly to a bloody pulp before she could leave. <laughs> yeah. People on that post were definitely pulling out their fisticuffs. <laughs> uh, so Into the Water yeah. is number five on Amazon charts. Oh, really? And for some reason, there are three Harry Potter books on that. What? On the Amazon charts. Really? It's. I mean, it's based off of what people are downloading and reading, you know, oh. so it's accurate. Hmm. Well, it's, it's like, probably because school's out, kids are home, so well, people are going on vacation, yeah. they're downloading and they're yeah. reading while they're... While they're going in, in the their car, car yeah. Stuff. I mean, I'm not complaining. I love Harry Potter. I, yeah. was, I just always think it's weird to see them on a bestseller list still. It is. I love it when a classic novel pops back up. I know. Like, yeah. Handmaid's Tale popped back up. Oh, it's number one right now. See? Uh, the Fix is to American Gods Beneath a Scarlet American Sky. American Gods is excellent, the by the way. Three Harry Potters, Dead Certain by Adam Mitzner. Have you heard about that? No. It's number nine. It looks kind of good. Stephen King's It is number really? ten. <clears throat> And I've read that several times. So. I've read it. I re- only read it once. I don't know if I can read it. Clowns do kind of freak me out. It was really super long. The second or the third time I read it, it was too long. I got to admit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really good, but the third time I read it, it was too See, it's long. not one of my favorites. Yeah. Stephen, they just don't need to much. release like uh, condensed versions of Stephen King novels. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about that because I, bought, I don't agree. But 
When we were at the bookstore the other day, I can't remember when we went and I bought the other Bolin sister or um, when me and Tyler went and he gave me the gift certificate for Mother's Day, but I bought Bag of Bones by Stephen King. Oh, did you? Uh Uh-huh. So that I can read it. I hope you don't hate it. Yeah. Well, you said it's about ghosts and I I love ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I kind of... I like. I mean, read. I read most mm-hmm. of it, and it, but yeah, it was. Like it very much, though. But that's just that was the first Stephen King novel I think I've ever read. Mm-hmm. This is definitely not his best, but. Well, it, I mean, I liked Carrie, and I liked Salem's Lot. Yeah, you might like it, but I didn't really care for it. In Bag of Bones, only... you might like it. It's there is a little bit of romance in it. Uh, yeah, and but it's and it's not like massively. Uh, like scary no it's not or... scary but it has that ghosty f- feeling I like ghosty I like the creepy suspenseful I kind of liked I kind of liked that ghosty feeling myself but oh well whatever <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like it but don't get mad at me if you don't well it's kind of one of those things that I have to wait until I have a book that I really like on audio so that I can read because I can't review it Nicole yeah, I reviewed it. So, and right now I haven't been very good on my reading. I've only been reading one book a week instead of two like I normally do. I've barely been able to read one book yeah. a week lately. But you know, we <laughs> talked about that, and yeah, somebody actually told us that um, that people who listen to our podcast every week might be intimidated by the amount of books that we read. Yeah. Because what happens is they listen to it and then they get suggestions from the books we've read, but they can't keep up. So they stop listening to the podcasts because they get overwhelmed by the amount of books in their to be read right. list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we don't ever stop reading. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, so I will. I mean, also, though, I mean, you have to remember that some of the books that I've reviewed are ones that I've read a long time ago, too. Mm-hmm. They were just ones that I loved, and Same so here. I talked about them. I mean, I, I do read more than the average Joe, I think, but not everyone reads. I'm like the Martha. only weird one in the group. No, that so reads. I used to read like two or three a week, mm-hmm. and that's not with audio. That's like actually physically, which takes a little I mean, bit longer. It mm-hmm. does, but yeah. Um, yeah. I actually, mean, I just don't do it right yeah. now. It just depends on the audiobook. Some of them take longer and some of them... Because I can read a lot faster mm-hmm. than I can listen. Mm. Even though I turn up the... The speed. I make them go really fast. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like there's chipmunks reading her books when you get in... When I get into her car and she's got a book going, it's like... <laughs> no, then it's not that bad. But yeah, it, it can be a little overwhelming. It seems like we're reading a lot of books, but really... I'm the only one that's the insane read three books a week. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I'm just an unusual individual. Yeah. I, there's sometimes that I read, cause, but m- mostly that's because I find books that are short reads. Like Red Dragon, I read in like two or three days. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's really good. Yeah. And um, then, you know, I went straight into Silence of the Lamb, and I read that in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of depends. I mean... Don't be intimidated by the amount of books that we review. It's just because we love to read so much. And we have so many favorites. Yeah. And we have a lot of reading years under our belts. Are you saying I'm old over here? 
Because you better step off. Not at all. All right, guys. Uh Uh-oh, she's got her gun out again. (laughs) Oh, man, it's the closing bell. Nicole just... You keep doing that. And she keeps... She shoots the ceiling you know and then the dust rains down. Don't get dust in my popcorn, man. Now Luckily, it was sideways. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be on vacation for the next two weeks. Guys. Mm-hmm. So, whoever sits in here, I don't know, but it's not going to be me. That makes so, me sad. This will be the first year we're doing this because... This time last year, we were just starting the podcast and hadn't actually put, in, put any of them up on the air yet. Mm-hmm. So we hadn't actually started the official podcast this time last year. And so when I left on vacation, it wasn't as big a deal. Mm. You know that we're almost at our year anniversary now. I know. It'll be in September. No, August. In August. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll have three book girls or two book girls and a guy for the next two weeks. Depending on who we get to run the board. Yep, because Josh, I talked to Josh, had conversations with a couple of other people, and I guess we'll just have to see who you guys get in here. Mm-hmm. I guess so. All right. So, aren't you going to say anything to me? Like, gee, we'll miss you. Have a good time. Bring us back presents. I love you, Martha. <laughs> we will miss you. Aww. It's just not the same when you're, you know... I always get so bored when you're on vacation because I'll be sitting at home and I'll be in doing nothing. I'm like, I wonder what Martha's doing. <laughs> Crap, she's on vacation in the middle of nowhere. I can't even yeah, text her. See, I, when you go on vacation to Wyoming and you have AT&T on your phone, you can't get text messages or phone calls because mm-hmm. it is so far in the middle of nowhere that you're completely disconnected from the world. It is not a joke. <laughs> and it always seems like I want to tell her something and... I can't tell her. It makes <laughs> so me Nicole, very sad. you need to take good care of Ani while I'm gone because she gets really. I sad. will. <laughs> I text about stupid stuff though, so I'll try not to text you about you know, like oh my god, I was at Walmart and I saw this one chick and I gotta tell you what she was wearing. <laughs> okay, girls, that's gonna do it for three, three book girls. girls. Three book girls. <laughs>